gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime. On today's episode, we will be going over some of the new properties that you should be checking out this upcoming fall. We will be talking a few sequels as well, but we'll be saving those towards the end. If you're looking for a specific show, in the description below, there will be timestamps for all the shows that we are covering today. Joining me today, we have Pat and Jay. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, and what are your thoughts on the upcoming season? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good today. Can't complain. I uh, just had some banging mac and cheese. And uh, I don't know, this season coming up has uh, a lot of sequels I'm interested in. Uh, and a couple new shows that uh, I feel like this show, the shows that I've seen so far are very sink or swim, though. I don't think that there's going to be very many that I, you know, keep around that I think are are fine. But I do think that there's a couple that have really high Low floors and high ceilings, maybe is the best way to phrase that, uh, based on what I've seen so far. What about you, Jay? So, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me here, guys. Uh, as for next season, I kind of agree with Pat. Uh, aside from, like, the really obvious stuff, like, you know, Attack on Titan, Season 3, Part 2, uh, Volume 6, Chapter 17. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, Return of the Sith featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. I don't really see any smash hits this season coming out, if that makes sense. Like, we had quite a few in this season, I would say, like off the top of my head. JJK, uh, Jobless Reincarnation, um, My Happy Marriage, and Link Click as well, in my opinion. Are all, like, four bangers that we have back to back to back. Whereas this season, I think that there are a lot more shows that have something to prove. You know what I mean? Like, there's not as much stuff besides, like, Friar and, and arguably Apothecary Diaries that is coming in with a lot of, like, weight behind it. A lot of uh, name recognition to the wider anime community. So I'm curious to see what breakouts will happen besides for the uh, aforementioned, like, big three of this season, is, as I'll call them pretty quick. No, for sure. And you mentioned a good one because that's the first show that we're going to be talking about. I got my manga right here, and that is Free Rin. I cannot wait for this. Um, being done by my favorite studio of all time, Madhouse, and uh, Evan Hall is doing the music. We did, like, uh, Violet Evergarden. So there's so many things that I'm looking forward to for Free Rin. I'm going to read the synopsis real quick. The Demon King has been defeated, and the victorious hero party returns home before disbanding. The Four, the Mage, Free Rin, the Hero Himmel, the Priest... Heiter and the warrior Aizen remnants about their decade long journey as the moment to bid each other farewell arrives. But the passing of time is different for elves. Thus free Rend witnesses her companions slowly pass away one by one before his death. Heiter manages to foist a young human apprentice named Fern onto free Rend, driven by the elves passion for collecting a myriad of magic spells. The pair embarks on a seamlessly aimless journey revisiting the place of the heroes of your head visited along their travels free Rin slowly confronts her regrets of missed opportunities to form deeper bonds with her now deceased comrades so this is a show that i am insanely insanely high on not to not not to hit on jay but i think that this legit is like anime of the year quality like content um where you're getting a special it's a two-hour block, episode one, so it's to be somewhere around like a 90-minute runtime because there's going to be like commercials during uh, when Japan's airing it. So we're getting a 90-minute-ish first episode. Sick plug, Pete, but if you're interested in having a watch party, we are doing that in our Discord on the 29th of September. So if you're interested in checking out that, join our Discord in the description below. But this is a show 
a story that I fell in love with as soon as I started reading it. It's unlike a lot of fantasy elements where the whole goal is to defeat the Demon Lord. This is a story where we start out where the Demon Lord is defeated. That's the first chapter. And it's everything after that. And I feel like that's a story that we like never, ever get. And the idea of Freerin being this 100-year-old elf, 200-year-old elf, however old she is, and having this hero party that she's been a part of slowly pass away, and she kind of has to embark on a new journey, is so wonderful. It's, it's a story that really holds dear to my heart. It reminds me a lot of something like Mob Psycho, where we have elements of like comedy and action, but the whole time it's like a story about family and friends and the adventure along the way type of thing. I'm I'm just so excited to see people get introduced to this franchise because it's one of the best manga I've read recently. Um, a part of the manga of the year thing I was last year, uh, this was my pick for anime or manga of the year. Uh, the El Dorado arc, which I don't think is going to get adapted, was my favorite arc last year in manga period. So uh, there's just so much nice things to say about it, but I'm going to be ranting a lot if uh, someone doesn't cut me off. So I'm going to pass over to Pat. What's your initial thoughts on Free Run? Uh, well, yeah, so I am not a huge manga reader, and uh, this was something that I've been seeing you guys, though, in the, uh, talk about for months, almost well, well over a year now, probably, to, like all the excitement around this. Uh, I think you guys did for Manga Club, didn't you? We uh, did. At one point. Um, Rip yeah, we're at Manga Club. <laughs> um, but I uh, go down <laughs> streets of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, <laughs> come to Brazil. Uh, yeah, the uh, but I had never really seen in your guys's discussion, which part of that is because you were spoiling everything. Uh, I'd never seen anything that really made me want to watch it or or get gain any interest in it. Uh, but now hearing you talk about it, I do th I do think that the uh, the fact that it is about a story about after the demon lord's been killed or whatever i think of that that has some merit and some coolness factor to it that, that that uh would get me interested in this and being done by madhouse too they they're very consistent at the very least uh so i i can imagine there'll be some pizzazz from them thrown into this too so i uh, i'll definitely give that first episode a try I'm gonna show up for that uh, watch along whatever you want to call it and yeah i don't know i again I, i'm more interested in it now than i was before we recorded this or started talking about it. so that's uh that's progress um I, again, I just I don't read a ton of manga, so it's not and I'm not a huge fantasy guy either. So this isn't like my cup of tea per se, but I also don't think it, it this sounds like it's the good kind of uh, stuff from that genre. You know, the stuff that I would usually enjoy. So, Jay, what about you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I've read about half of the manga for this and it's excellent. I think that this is definitely going to be the breakout original of the season. That's just pretty easy to call. It's just a safe bet. Not really much to say that Pete didn't super cover, in my opinion. I really enjoy the side characters in this. I think it's kind of similar to Golden Kamui in that way, where it has a really interesting cast of side characters that all have very interesting arcs in and of themselves, while still developing the main characters who are very lovable, keeping the bond between them as being like the main clue of the story is like the bond of our party which I really enjoy as someone who has played quite a bit of uh, Dungeons & Dragons in my time. I think that if you're somebody who likes Dungeons & Dragons, or perhaps the new Baldur's Gate that came out, you'll probably really enjoy this, even if it's not quite as horny as Gate. Which is to say, this is not a horny show at all. If you're going into it looking for that, you're sort of 
Another thing about free run that I'm super jacked about confirmed two cores. So we're going to be getting a lot of content for it. It's going to be adapting. Man, I'm trying to think of like how many arcs. I think it's going to probably adapt like five or six arcs. This is a really popular manga in Japan. I think it has somewhere in like the 10 million copies sold. So it's like like a very good sign that they are going pretty hard on this property. No, it's just it's just really fun if you're fans of like Mob Psycho that style. Just think of Mob, but in like a fantasy element. Uh, Pat will like it because there's no psychics involved. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just magic. Um, so hopefully that that rings a bell for Pat a little bit, but. Yeah, honestly, uh, this is like my top 10 manga of all time. I love the story. I love where it goes. And I'm, I really do think that this is the type of story that can be elevated by the anime. And that's me saying that it, with this manga in my top 10. I just can't wait. I have so much. Maybe my expectations are too high. But from everything that I've seen, from the music to the animation to the voice acting, uh, it just looks, it looks like it's setting up to be pristine. So cannot wait for that yeah uh this guy directed bochi the rock by the way yes he did it. that's very interesting different shows entirely pat i'm a pat i said over to you for your show Sakana! all right yeah let's talk about the uh the next show on our list that is the apothecary diaries or kusuria no hitori goto in an imperial court in ancient china it has been a few months since a 17 year old girl known as Mao Mao was kidnapped and forced to work as a low-level servant at the Emperor's Palace. Still, she manages to retain her curious and pragmatic spirit, planning to work until her years of servitude are over. One day, however, she catches wind of the fact that the Emperor's two infants have fallen gravely ill. She decides to secretly take action, drawing on her experience as a pharmacist raised in the poor Red Light District. Despite Mao Mao's attempts to remain anonymous, she soon catches the eye of Jinshi, an influential eunuch who recognizes her talent. Mao Mao soon finds herself in the Emperor's inner court, where she gradually makes a name for herself by utilizing her knowledge and eccentric personality to solve various medical mysteries. Uh, this is being done by Studio OLM, along with Toho Animation Studio, which OLM most famous for doing like the old Berserk, Modern, Komi-san, Pokemon, Sometime Render, Odd Taxi, a bunch of different shows like that. So pretty solid studio behind this and a long, long-term one as well. Uh, the reason this one caught my eye, uh, at least myself, is uh, the historical setting. I have always found historical settings very, very interesting, uh, whether that's in Japan, in any sort of history. You know, there, there's, I don't know, if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you know that that's one of my, uh, one of the main things I'm looking for in a show. Uh, the fact that it's a dra uh, drama and a mystery as well seems interesting. There might be a little bit, maybe not supernatural, but some fiction, I guess, being built upon on like what medicines exist or what sort of things are going on uh I, i'm just very curious about this it's uh i've heard really good things about the light novel as well that is being uh written based off of and uh and lastly the uh, pete mentioned this a little earlier the pv art is gorgeous and I, I think like the character designs all just look awesome absolutely awesome so uh so yeah what do you think jay I'm in on it much for the same reason that you are. I've heard a lot of good things about the manga of this. I know a lot of people who were very excited for the fact that this got picked up to be an anime in general. So I think that this is another one to definitely watch out for. I will 100% be watching this week to week. It's great to see like a good show, like a good manga with a female lead uh, getting adapted in such a great looking way, like just from the PV and the uh know art that they've shown us i think that this is like i said something that people should be watching the week 
A uh, couple things about Apothecary Diaries. First is that it's getting the first three episodes released at the same time, but we have to wait till week three of the season before we get that. So if you're planning on watching this when the season starts, you have to wait until October 22nd. So just a heads up on that. Um, kind of like what everybody else has reiterated. I think the PV art for this story is one of, if not the most beautiful things I've seen for an anime PV, just like a still. Uh, the colors, the radiance, uh, like bouncing off their skin, the makeup looks so good. I know a few people who have read the manga and I haven't heard a bad thing about this. I know people love Mao Bao. I'm really interested to see who this Mao Mao character is and dive into the story. And I, I mean, I don't know why, but we're getting a lot of good shows getting two cores and I'm not going to complain. So this is another one that's been on my radar for a while, uh, the manga itself. But then when I saw the anime got announced, I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait for that. Um, yeah, I like the mystery element with like medicine. I'm trying to think if there's a other anime that do that. I mean, like, Cells at work is kind of a mystery because I have to figure out what's wrong with the body, but not really. I don't think it's in the way of this. So if I'm wrong on like what kind of what this is going for, let me know. But I'm getting like Raven of the Eater Palace vibes a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, just just looking looking like a million bucks. Uh, OLM is a I think they've done fantastic work the last like few years. So I'm expecting really high quality, really high production out of this, the story. And yeah, I mean, this is probably my like third most anticipated anime next season. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jacked about this. Kevin Penn can do in the music too. Oh shit. I did not know that. It's, it's, I, unless Mal is lying to me. That's uh that's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the goat right there. Um, wow. So we're getting Evan Hall and Kevin Penkin in the same season for music. Oh my God. That is going to be an insane battle of composers. Holy shit. If you guys don't know who Kevin Pinkett is, Made in Abyss, uh, Tower of God. Um, he's doing the upcoming Pokemon one that um, that's coming up. He, he's a mass. He's, he's like my favorite like OST guy in anime. So holy moly, I did not know he that. He is thing. indeed doing the... Uh... For it, by the this way. is not my second most anticipated anime this season. Holy crap! I can't wait for this. Woo! All right, cool. Well, yeah, that's uh, Apothecary Diaries. I think that's. I don't know. We didn't really do this oh, in the also, first one. He's working with one of the uh, lead composers from. Oh, okay. Well, so, so JJK has great yeah. music too. There you go. Uh, but yeah, we didn't really do this for the first one. But I assume this is. Uh, I don't know. Not planned to watch, but like maybe a must watch for. All three of us. Oh, this is uh, a I would say watch. this is a must yeah, watch. I, 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 and Freerin would have been a must yeah. watch from all right three of us, for for all. So. Yeah, Freerin is is if you're not watching it, I'm going to find you. Watch. Like, what's wrong with you? If you're yeah. not watching, what's like, wrong? Do you hate you? good stories and great characters and music and action and fantasy and comedy? Like what? I'm what? just racist against elves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. This uh, one last note on this too. I don't uh, like the Cleveland Brown. Yeah, that went really well for the Bengals last time they said that. Um, but uh, the last thing, just before we move on, uh, I think the art style looks a little like vintage too. It's got like this, like like little bit of like looks a little '90s ish stylish to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys got that same view. Oh, uh, I, I didn't get that at all, to be honest. I think it looks uh, very modern. 
Yeah, it reminds well, th- me a lot of modern of a lot of modern like Chinese. What, what's the name for the like Donghua? Yeah, yeah, d- yeah. Donghua is the Chinese one. Yeah, yeah. Like it reminds me a lot of like Heaven's Official. official Plus that's Day, what I was thinking too. Yeah, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, just. I, I just I guess for me like I agree like the shiny and the polish of the character designs looks very like modern I don't know based off the PV I watched I was like oh this feels like I'm watching like a like a Sam old school like I don't know just like while, while I'm watching Kenshin or I'm watching uh, like Uku kind of looked very similar to that too um, or at least that was the vibe I got from it. Sakana! But yeah let's uh let's move on to the next show uh, Jay what uh what are you talking about here? I am talking about Pluto, the much-anticipated jazz ONA series coming. A murder occurs in an order... Wait, no, this is... Tripping, I was thinking of fucking the other one. But yeah. A you murder think of Blue occurs. Giant? I was thinking of Blue Giant. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think Pluto's a jazz anime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was very confused as well. Was, I was like, like, what's a going jazz on? soundtrack or something going on with this? I don't know. Anyway, uh, a murder occurs in an orderly world where robots are unable to kill humans. The robotic Europol investigator uh, Geschickt takes the case, but the mystery deepens where he finds no trace of a human at the scene of the crime. As he pursues the truth, he uncovers the most evil manifestation that, of hate that history has ever seen, one that is bent on bringing destruction to the world. So this is something that, you know, we've seen quite a bit of in like the previews we're getting like what like 12 or 8 or 12 eight hour one hour episodes yeah yeah it was that so average is out to be a bit longer than your average anime like what like two hours longer yeah it's probably it's like roughly a two core anime so i'm pretty interested in this i don't really know too much about it so i know i'm not really explaining it very well it's not a jazz are... anime <laughs> it's not i i don't know why i thought that you like jazz? I do. <laughs> well, you'll uh, hate Pluto. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. It's moving down from must-watch for me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, maybe I could sell you on some stuff. So, um, the manga was sort of like a, a joint venture. So, the guy who originally wrote Pluto wrote Astro Boy. Um, but, like, the story wasn't complete um, by the time I think he died. So, the guy who finished it was the guy who wrote Monster. So you have two, like, legends doing the art. So the guy who did Monster did the art for it and then uh, finished the story. So um, if if that's not a selling point to most. Okay, maybe it's back up on Must Watch for me now. Roller coaster Pluto here. Yeah. Maybe Uh, one of the dudes plays the saxophone. Who knows? I think I saw a saxophone being played at some point. Um, Another thing about Pluto that I saw a lot of hype for was there's a handful of manga where they never thought it was going to be adapted because it was such a classic. So stuff stuff like uh, Vagabond, stuff like 20th Century Boys, and Pluto was in that conversation. So the fact that Pluto is now getting an anime, to me really hypes up like what this can be the manga itself is only eight volumes so that makes me think eight episodes especially an hour-long episode i'm assuming we'll get the entire story so i'm i'm on board with like the monster creator probably getting the full story and just i mean like it's mouse scores like an 8.6 that's like a really good sign um there's a lot of good things to say about this so i will be tuning in it airs september Oh no, it says it airs September 9th, but I think it airs in like October, like October 
like 25th or something like that. So where, where do you see September 9th? Because I see. Oh, October I'm looking 26th. at the I'm looking at the manga. Sorry, uh, it airs October 26th. Yeah, 44 days from now. Okay, so yeah. uh, I will be checking out this. I'm assuming since this is on Netflix too, we're probably gonna get the dub at the same time too. So maybe this will be a show where I can kind of like peep before going to bed to like watch the dub and stuff like that, and I can have a better pay attention to it. How about you, Pat? It looks uh, very like future, but also meant to be like a reflection on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like it's uh, it's very funky, like that. I think that that's uh, that's gonna be a cool, cool part about it. The preview art is very just like old school, like hand drawn looking. While the actual like PV itself, the it is uh, it, it looks very modern. So I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. I I had no idea what this was coming into this too. Um, I don't know it's got those like the fact that the guy's name is uh, Gesicht and stuff too. Like I, I don't know. It seems like european like you said retro futurish kind of vibe to it i i know i i'm i'm intrigued at the very least and you know it's nice that it's an hour-long first episode so i can go oh i'm interested i'm gonna keep watching or at that point i'll probably know uh that i'm done with it you know what murder mysteries are pretty cool i bet i bet miles would have gotten really excited about this one yeah uh but yeah i know this is probably a see how people feel about it for me i don't know about you guys yeah i'm definitely excited about this um I'll be watching this weekly. I'll probably check out the dub of it as well because I've been pleasantly surprised with uh, Netflix's uh, simulcast dubs recently for like My Happy Marriage and stuff. So, yeah, definitely excited to do that as well. And it's going to be sorry, it's going to be coming out right around Halloween as well. So, like murder mystery on Halloween, if they get the atmosphere right, it's going to be just when it's getting cold around here. Yeah, it'll be a nice. uh, It'll be a vibe. Say the spooky season is ahead of us um yeah for me I, I will be checking this out i don't want to say it's like a must watch but i think like out of respect you know the guy who the 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 godfather of anime who did astro boy i feel like out of respect i should probably peep at least one episode but i will be watching it i think for most people there's gonna be like a wait and see what the reception is before jumping into it i think that if you're somebody who has a respect for like the history of the medium this is a must watch yeah like right from the start if you're not however if you're somebody who you know you just kind of want to watch seasonals or whatever then yeah just wait and see see how people feel for sure the studio is a nobody too it must be like just this specific director whenever he directs something they they get an anime because like they've got this they've got the show oni hey and uzuzumaki Usuzu Mizakura. God, that's a hard name to say. Like, and, and nothing else. You know, they've got almost nothing on their mouth, at least on, on my end. Uh, I'm seeing for Studio M2. So I wonder. Um, this is actually, uh, you watched Jinro, didn't you? Uh, I have not actually watched it yet. It's, so uh, this guy it's did the, the key, the director for this did the key animation for Jinro. Cool. There you go. Yeah. So he's a vintage, the guy's been around for a while, right? So I wonder. Yeah wonder how this came to be that they decided that this was something that they wanted to invest in. You know, like I, I guess maybe what Pete mentioned earlier that it's on that like list of shows that like Vagabond. Yeah, he did would, key animation for like Devil Man and Akira and okay. stuff like that. So he's pretty uh he's been around the ball. It checks out. He's sixty four. Now adapt twentieth century boys Netflix, please. Sakana!
Uh, moving on to our next show that is nothing like 20th Century Boys. In fact, it's more like 20th Century Girls. It's I'm in love with the villainess. Ordinary office worker Ray Ohani wakes up in a body of the protagonist of her favorite Otome game, Revolution. To her delight, the first person to greet her is her favorite character, Claire Francois, the main antagonist of the story. Now, Ray is determined to romance Claire instead of the game's male lead. But how will the villainous lady love react to this new courtsmanship? I know what you're thinking yourself. Another villainous anime. And you know what? You're damn right, because villainous animes kick ass like 75% of the time. Uh, from what I have heard about this one is that it's not Yuri Beatty. It is a like an established relationship. I'm assuming it takes a few episodes to get there, but I am intrigued by the fact that they are like an actual couple in this like Otome game. So big fan of that. And then outside of that, just based off of my previous experience with villainous anime, I like a lot of them. So uh, the PV looks cute. The characters look fun. Uh, shout out to my friend Mikey, who has, I think he's fully caught up on the manga, like, loves this. And he talks about this story a lot. So, um, from a friend who has actually read this and told me great things about it, I have decent expectations for it. Um, yeah, but, like, the manga's like an 8.3 for, like, a villainous manga. That's pretty wild. So, uh, I will be checking this out. Pat, what are your thoughts on I'm in love with the villainous? Uh, well, so my thoughts were, oh, God, another villainous, like what you were talking about, like, uh, like another villainous show. I, I was uh, I, I'm pleasantly surprised to hear that they're a real couple or that it isn't just Yuri Beatty. It's actually Yuri. You know, they, they don't just like do what uh, my next life as a villainess does, where she's just so dense and stupid. She doesn't realize that everyone's flirting with her. Um I'm curious about it. Uh, the studio doesn't really give me a lot of hope, though. Uh, the most recent work they did, I believe, was uh, Love of Kill, which did not didn't seem like they that. They did that Kona did Oto well. Tamari, which is an absolute banger. Sure. Yeah, they did do that, though. That's the other no notable show that they've done, um, pl that being Platinum Vision, which, again, feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like they've been around for very long. But, uh, yeah, the character designs are nice. I like the uniforms they're wearing. Very bright and vibrant looking show. Uh, I don't know, though. I'm I'm burnt out on villainous, I think. like Or the, the oh, the reincarnated into my my game, whatever's. So I, I uh, yeah, like, like you said, shout out Miles. Hope he enjoys this. Hope it's good for his sake. I'm I'm probably going to pass on this one, though, unless unless I hear otherwise. What about you, Jay? Um, honestly, I'm not, like, super interested in this, just based off of the, like, you know, description of it, as well as looking at some of the pictures, like, the character of the character designs and such on Mal and whatnot. Um, this is definitely a wait and see for me, personally. I am glad that, like Pat said, I am glad that it's not Yuri bait, that it's just kind of, like, uh... Like, they're an actual, like, couple. That's pretty solid. But other than that, like, there's really not a ton that interests me in it. Um, maybe if they kind of reveal that there's more going on underneath the surface within the first couple of episodes, then I would be more tempted to pick it up. But as of right now, it just doesn't really seem like something for me personally. I get that. And I think, like, you know, we've gotten an excess amount of villainous anime over the last you know, two, three-ish years. And some have been duds. Some have been solid. 
I did, but I don't think there's been like a villainous enemy that has like stood out. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued to see if like maybe because I I do think like my next life as a villainous is like the anime staple for that. Uh, even though I don't know if it's the best, I'll be intrigued to see how this gets like the reaction because I I think that there is a there is room to be more in this um style of story and just based off what I've heard, I'm hoping that maybe this is it. So. Uh, yeah, that's my next life, at, or my next life is this. My, I'm in love with the Vildas. There we go. Pat, I'm going to toss it over to you for your next one. Sakana! Beautiful. Alrighty, let's talk about a show that I had no idea about until about like a week and a half ago, too, to be fair. So let's keep that in mind here. But uh, we're talking about Firefighter Daigo, Rescuer in Orange. So we're not talking about Fire Force here. We're talking, and we're not. It's a firefighting anime. The story of how three young firefighters destined to save Japan grow in spirit. Toake Daigo burns with remarkable talent and unparalleled determination. Onoda Shun struggles against the walls, blocking his own path. Nakamura Yuki hopes to become one of the few female members of the special rescue corps known as Orange. When these three young firefighters who share the goal of becoming members of Orange come together, the story of how Japan will one day be saved begins, and what looms before them is a crisis that endangers the entire country. Uh, so yeah, this is being, being done by Brainspace as well, uh, famous uh, for season one of Origairu, uh, Dorabara, what else they got? Spice and Wolf, right? Don't they Golden have Kamui. Spice and Wolf 2? Golden Kamui, yes. They've got a bunch of uh, Bakano. So they... And based on the uh, the genres of this as well, by the way, which are action, drama, sh- it's a shonen, adult cast, like, the the previous work that they've done has all been pretty good in that category. I guess, for me, the what really intrigued me was the, the PV art seemed really, really cool, and it seems like they're doing, like, a modern Japan, but then a really, really bad crisis happens, like a, like, catastrophic crisis happens that shapes the way the rest of the future of the show would be or the japan's future would be in the show so i'm uh i'm curious to see what they do with that uh and i don't know i've been on a chicago fire kick lately it's on every tuesday on um on ion and i sit there with my grandmother and watch it (laughs) for like four hours uh when i'm working you know uh, so I don't know. Uh, at I, least you're watching with your grandma. <laughs> well, that's why. Like she okay. has it on. It's like either we watch soccer in the afternoon, or if there's a game on, or we watch Chicago Fire because I don't know. Like I get bored sitting in my basement working all day. So sometimes I work up there, right? And and it's funny because it's like it's actually a pretty fun show. I gotta give them credit. So maybe that's why I'm intrigued by this fire firefighter show. They do the drama really well in that one. So surely if Chicago Fire is good, then Firefighter Daigo, Rescuer in Orange has to be good too, right? What do you think, Jay? So this is actually interesting because this is a sequel. This oh, is yeah. an anime <laughs> adaptation. It is a sequel to another thing called Firefighter Daigo Fire Company M. So this is an adaptation of the sequel manga to that. And Daigo Fire, Fire, Fire Company M is from, like, 1995. And the other one's from, like, 2020. So I think it's... in Like, I keep saying interesting, but I think it's interesting that they decided to, like, skip straight to the sequel to adapt instead of adapting the uh, original, which seems like it's actually pretty popular. Um, 
Yeah, Sorry, it is weird. No, no, I was gonna say you're. I didn't even notice that. That that was. Uh, that is. Yeah, there is a prequel to this, and it's the, um, an OG show with. And their uniforms are so sick, by the way. Not to jump in, yeah. but they are so sick. Uh, continue though, please. Yeah, this is pretty interesting to me. Like, I like um, occupational shows like this. I guess you would call it. I guess with like the quote unquote crisis that doesn't seem like it. Like, it, does, it seems pretty poorly uh, defined what actually happens, but I assume a lot of fires are going to break out. Uh, earthquake. It should be pretty... It, I was thinking earthquake, right? Yeah, like, or tsunami uh, or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, uh, you know, they, they respond to more than just fires, which you would know if you watch Chicago Fire. <laughs> what a sell on <laughs> just, Chicago Fire. Just Holy saying. Shit. I'm just saying. We're going to review Chicago Fire next. <laughs> yeah, by April Fool's Day? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll probably be checking this out. Um, the stu- who did what studio did you say was doing this? Brain was it any brain space? Okay, yeah. So that is definitely a plus for me as well. Um, I'll at least check out the first episode and then decide where to go from. Probably. What about you, Pete? Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the only other real firefighter anime I've watched was a essentially a hentai. So this will be a dice change of pace on the firefighter consumption that I get. Um. I do like how they did the drama at the brain space did two year eternity. And I really enjoyed the drama and that. So I'm intrigued to see how they do the drama and this, but I do like the fact that it is shonen with, I feel like it's going to be a pretty action packed, like firefighting stuff. And I do like how the shonen elements of like action is included in that. So I think that's going to add like a fun element to it. But yeah, I mean, there's I, I'm a big fan of unique animes, and there's really not a whole lot of firefighting anime, so that is like a huge, huge selling point for me. I wonder if they'll, they'll jump into like their life as well as the firefighter, because like Japan has like a really interesting dynamic with their firefighters, is that they work 24 hour shifts and then they get two days off, and so I wonder if they'll like showcase. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's dumb as he- that has to be so bad for the body. Well, the, you that's get like terrible. you get like an eight hour break during your 24 hour shift. But that that's how oh, they that's how the okay. firefighters work in Japan. They, so they work a 16 hour shift, but they're like on call 24 hours or whatever. Um, okay. And then they get that two days off. Sense. So I wonder if they're all like showcase some of the like real life stuff that they do as a firefighter. Or is this going to be like chicago fire where we're getting into the fire and like that's what the stories will be driven by so uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing it i have i just hope like the animations of the fires will be cool so this is probably gonna be like a it's a must watch for me just because of how unique it is but i think for most people i would probably wait and see how it fares yeah i'm curious just about another interesting thing about this is like to date the time of us recording this this actually, the original version of this, Viz got the rights to publish it like shortly after 9 11. Oh. And so there's like, hmm. a, I guess, a lot of, uh, it, it got pretty popular in Japan. Or it was pretty popular in Japan, like 95. And then it was also pretty popular in America because of that whole situation. Because obviously people's eyes were on firefighters quite a bit more after the events of uh, the World Trade Center and such. So, yeah, um, I think that I think it'll be pretty interesting because from what I understand, it it shows it in a pretty respectable way. And it's like a big hit with firefighters in general because of like how it depicts everything. So I can see that I'm I'm curious to see uh, 
to learn more about it through to learn more about like Japanese firefighting through it. So I'm adding this to my plan to watch. There we go. But yeah, I, I I'd say this. Yeah, I wouldn't call this a must watch either without knowing enough about it, I guess. But I'm fascinated by it. Like, like Pete said, from the from the simply from the what the fuck is this uh, aspect. That's cool enough for me to want to watch the first episode or two, at least give it a shot. Sakana! Uh, Jay, what have you got next? This one looks really weird and creepy. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> so up next, I have uh, Migi and Dolly. This is uh, from the creator of um, Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto. Um, this is the last manga that they did. And I, I, it definitely does look pretty creepy. I will admit that. But I have a lot of interest in it. So the description of it is, Under the table is the angel's secret. The boy's name was Hitori. A stork brought the angel into the lives of a middle-aged couple who were not blessed with children. His parents were kind, his house spacious, and his meals hot. For to protect the happiness he had received, Hitori had to continue to hide an important secret from his parents. Dot, dot, dot. Not really spoiling it here, but the secret is that Hitori is actually two different children named Migi and Dolly, which um, are puns for left and right, because the way you can tell them apart is one has a dominant left hand and the other one has a dominant right hand. Um, if you've watched Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto, you might be kind of familiar with like the sort of gags that they do in that, where uh, you know, like somebody will take Sakamoto's chair away and he'll sit on air or something like that. I read the first chapter of the manga and it definitely seems like it kind of leans into that a bit, but with more of like a mystery angle to it as well. Like it seems like Migi and Dolly will be like, there's things that are not as they seem in their either home or uh, school life. And they'll kind of be investigating that while trying to keep up their charade. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it manages to balance the, gag moments with the more serious moments uh what do you think pete yeah i just out of respect i'm gonna watch this um i did enjoy the sakamoto anime quite a bit so i will be tuning in rest in peace to uh nami the mangaka who wrote this uh she passed away this month or last month so just out of respect i'm gonna gonna give it a watch I, i i do enjoy like the the genres are comedy suspense which I don't know how many shows are like that. So I like the idea of a suspenseful, funny show. Um, I, I I watched a little bit of the PV and it looked solid. I think this will be a solid show. I will definitely be watching it. I think for most people, uh, yeah, if you like Sagamoto, I would definitely recommend this probably to most people, but you could do wait and see. But uh, yeah, I'll be checking this one out for sure. Uh, as for me, yeah, I'm curious about those first few episodes. Well, what's going to be beyond the initial hook of like, okay, who these two guys like switch back and forth or they, they do the, like, you can only tell them apart because of that one specific thing. Like what, what's the next step? Like where, where does the show go from there? I think that that'll be very interesting to see. Uh, studio is most recently done uh liar, liar. So <laughs> not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yikes. Right. Yeah, yikes indeed. Uh, and then they did Data Live 4 and a bunch of other like Data Live little spinoffy things. Um, so I hey, They also did Dead Mount Deathplay, which pretty solid. So we'll go on that. 
There you go. Yeah, so they got something going. And then they, I don't know, the other studio that's attached to them is brand new or whatever. So maybe it's just their director establishing themselves. But yeah, so I'm curious. Uh, it The art style looks very similar to, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the one that's airing this season, My Happy Marriage, kind of, right? Like, don't, don't their hair and their, just like the way the light reflects off them kind of look very similar? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Bit. I could see it, yeah. The yeah. sharp features. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to maybe maybe if it if it's anything like that, then people are gonna love it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that that's all I've got on this one. I don't know. I didn't uh again the the concept is very interesting to me, I think. Like the two characters that are essentially the same person. Like, I I just wonder what they're gonna do with that. The fact that it's sign in, I think, is a good sign given the rest that's been said too. So yeah. I think I'm probably gonna read the manga before this releases because it's only like 46 chapters, so it should be a pretty quick read, and that'll give me a better idea of like I'm gonna watch this all the way through regardless. I think like it kind of just caught me already, but I'm the type where I don't want to wait, so I'm just gonna do that and then uh, watch it as it comes out too. For sure. Sakana. All right. Next up. Undead Unlock. After reading the conclusion of her favorite manga series, Uko finally feels ready to end her existence. For the past 10 years, Fuku has been afflicted by a condition that brings her extremely misfortune to anyone who touches her. This had a drastic effect on her surroundings and inadvertently resulting in the deaths of those around her, including her parents. As she stands on a bridge above the train tracks, Fuku is touched by a strange man, causing the footing underneath him to break, dropping him in front of an oncoming train. However, when Fuku finds the man's corpse, she discovers that his body is regenerating and that he is coming back to life. The man whom Fuku named Andy is immortal, and like her, he also wishes for death. Initially dismissive, Fuku eventually decides to team up with Andy to give him the best death possible. But a mysterious organization lurks in the shadows, hoping to take advantage of the duo's bizarre abilities. Uh, this is a show I have read. I'm trying to think of how, let me see how many chapters I have read. I've read 68 chapters of Undead Unlock. I really enjoyed. I like the dynamic between Fuko and Andy where she kind of has this crazy unlock ability that causes like deus ex machina stuff to happen, which I think is super fun. Um, it's, it's a good piece of comedy. I do think though that the show hits its stride later in the series which is a good thing because this is also confirmed for a two core. So um, if you're a fan of like comedy action shonen stuff, I think this might be up your alley. I know this is like, this is a show where it's like not really well received in Japan, but it's like very popular in the West. So I do expect this to be a pretty popular show with us. However, I don't know how popular it's going to be in Japan. I do think that this is a pretty typical ploy to boost um sales but david production is doing this so that they did jojo's uh fire force the new uh yursi yatara yeah sells at work black i think uh yeah so they've done like a they're, they're a pretty prominent studio so i'm expecting a lot of the fights to be really fun and vivid and colorful and i'm really looking forward to seeing this and how much they censor andy's penis because he is a giant giant penis and i think that's very funny pat what are your thoughts on giant penises and undead unlock <laughs> thanks for that setup yeah that was <laughs> I, I was just say um i know i i just noticed with this with the studio david i yeah so i think i believe it's just regular cells at work by the way too i don't know if they okay. did, maybe they did maybe they did black as well I, i'm just not seeing it here um 
Either way, though, so like, that's comedy, right? Like that's a little actiony. They also did JoJo's, right? Like yep. most of JoJo's, right? So that's uh, that's another one where, based on the way you describe the show, it seems like this is a perfect fit. The studio is a perfect fit for this show. Um, I I really don't know what else to to say about it. The if the action hits, if the comedy hits, then it's gonna be a great show. If it doesn't, then I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna be interested. The uh, the characters are pretty like buff too which i think is fun like all of them are just ripped uh it's it's like even the even the girl i assume well, I, I shouldn't assume uh fuko is it is she is that a girl yeah yes. almost certainly yeah um even she like looks jacked too or, or pretty big so i'm curious to see what um i don't know if, is that gonna be part of the humor like what's gonna go on there that's what i'm curious about uh but yeah jay what about you uh, yeah, I'll be checking this out. I read a bit of the manga as well. This was actually the first, whenever I first joined the What Do You Say Anime Discord server, which, by the way, if you want to talk about the latest season of anime with me, with Pete, hell, <laughs> even with Patson, join the What Do You Say Anime Discord server. This was what we were first taught, what you guys were first uh, reviewing in manga. Yes. Um... Honestly, I'm not a huge I'm not huge on Undead Unluck. I don't really like the art style all that much, if I'm being honest. But I'll check this out because I like David. The director of this was also the director of Fire Force, which love it or hate it, it looked really good, especially like in motion. So, uh, yeah, I'll be checking this out at least on the merits of the uh, like animation and art, or uh, not art style, but like the direction of the animation by itself at least so yeah i'll be checking this out so fun fact about manga club of like the 15 ish uh manga we reviewed this was our second highest rated manga property even miles gave it a nine so if that says anything about undead unlock and how we view it as a discord uh we're pretty high on it we really enjoyed it um yeah but i do think like i said before i do think that this it's its stride later later on so i do think we're gonna see a lot of people fall off the bandwagon in the beginning um but it's definitely a show that i'm looking forward to and i'm glad seeing two cores to see just how it progresses with with that so uh that is on down look pat you're up next Sakana! next up is a show called bokura no amero protocol uh or our rainy protocol so shun Tok- uh Naoya is a second year high school student who lives with his mother and younger sister. After his father was killed in an accident and his sister was injured, he quit the game he loved and now works as an e- at an esports cafe called Fox One. He spends all of his time studying and working part-time while also socializing with his childhood gaming buddies. Suddenly, he discovers that Fox One is deeply in debt. Shun and his friends hope to win the Zaxarian Championship and use the prize money in order to repay their debts Shun returns to the world of online games where he is confronted by Bakaretsukun, who used to play the game with him. So uh, I liked the the look of the of the PV with the Northern Lights-esque look to it. So it, it seemed like a, a cool concept. Like uh, these guys are playing to to save the day. I What's, what's the, the, sh- the American media that, that does this where they like pay for that? I, I don't know. I feel like every, a lot of American like sports stories have done this, right? Where it's like, we got to win the tournament to save the team or something like that. Right. Like I, I, I like to pay for the team. And if we don't, then we all, we're all ashamed or whatever. Like, you know, like that, 
I'm curious. You're thinking of bikini car wash where they have to raise $50,000 before their grandpa's uh, car wash goes under and they have two days to do so. So I think that's what you're thinking of. Ah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking of. Like, I wasn't paying attention to anything you said, but that was where I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh, The only scary thing about this is... uh, so by Studio Quad, who has done the Inuki Sai dog <laughs> show, the the, uh, the guy gets isekai'd as a dog of the girl he likes or something. I I don't know. Uh, that's a little scary. That that's the only other show that these guys have done. I don't know. Uh, I, the character designs look nice, and I thought the PV looked really cool. Although kind of scary because like, what game are they even gonna play? You know, like what's the what's gonna be the esport that we get to watch? Yeah. I hope it's something interesting. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Jay? Yeah, somewhat interested in this, honestly, but I'm not super hopeful about it, if I'm being honest. This is going to be a wait and see for me. I have an interest in esports, but I often find that media about esports is, at best, kind of cringy a lot of the time, and at worst, just, like, outwardly doesn't present it in an honest way. Like I'm preaching to the choir here. Like you're literally involved in esports. Yeah. No, it's it's usually very cringe. A big fan, just like I am. But like, yeah, I'm gonna wait to see what you guys say about it because I assume you guys will be watching this. And if you guys give it the thumbs up, I might check it out. But yeah, I'm a little scared with the PV because this is about esports, and I feel like there's gonna be like a love polygon, maybe because it's like the dude in the rain and he's looking all edgy and then there's two cute girls on the side where it's like i'm assuming one of them is like on his team or something like that and the girl's probably like the manager of like the cafe or something like that um the only thing i can think of that's like even resembles this is the king's avatar which i'm the only person in the world who has watched um and that esports they play a game similar to naraka uh, it's like a five on five naraka style game um and i actually really enjoyed how that was presented in anime however as somebody who's like been involved in like esports and stuff i think there's a lot of cool drama aspects that they can involve in this type of story that i don't think is going to get touched on at all um i think this is going to be like the mighty ducks but saving the esports cafe type of thing yeah Um, keep in mind Sorry to jump in. This doesn't have any sports tag on either Mal or any list, so... Yeah, yeah. video game. Video game. <laughs> <So it's> a... <laughs> yeah, I, so, like, if if there is, is there another listener out there who has seen the King's Avatar, I would probably recommend this show to you, or maybe, like, in a kind of a roundabout way, like, bottom-tier character Tomozaki-kun or gamers or something like that. I think you might be interested in this. I'll be checking out just because I like esports, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think that this show is going to be pure dog shit. I could totally see that. I just, this one caught my eye with the, uh, the art. I, I think it's so funny that he's holding a headset. Like he's, you know, yeah, like, he's in yeah, the rain like a helmet. It's like a helmet and he's got his hand across his heart. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's my like razor walking, sponsorship. Walk, walking <laughs> onto the field. Like, after uh, like getting ready to like Friday night know. lights for esports, right? Exactly. <laughs> He's like, oh, the monster energy ramen I ate is hurting my heart. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, 
confronted by Bakaretsukun, who used to play the game with him, 100% is one of those girls, right? Like, there's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's going to be the no purple. Way. That's going to be the purple girl. Yeah, the, the nervous, like, quiet one. Yeah, except online, she's a, she's a fireball. She's an explosive personality. There you mm-hmm. go. Wow. Oh, man. We're so good at this. Um, <laughs> what's this next show, Jay? Wait, Obviously, let me transition I... to it. Oh, please. You know what is dog shit, but in a good way, Jay's going to talk about it. Sakana! So uh, up next, we're going to be reviewing For All the Dogs, a.k.a. Dog Signal. Um, on it, I'm going to keep it a bean with you. This only caught my eye because the dog looks like Victor's dog from Yuri on Yes, it does. <laughs> A dog trainer's job is to bring dogs and people together. Miyu Samura, an indecisive young man, meets Shinichiro Niwa, a miracle-working dog trainer, while walking the dog forced on him by his ex-girlfriend. The chance encounter will greatly change Miyu's life. Thus begins the story about the growth of a new dog. Uh, So this seems like it's more or less just like, you know, slice of life about dude who has a piece of shit dog. And the girl who's going to make that dog be less of a piece of shit. And uh, him becoming a dog trainer through that. Uh, I'm curious to see if they actually, like, kind of get some of the, like, obedience training stuff right. Because I feel like if they don't, just an irresponsible thing to have playing, honestly. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed that they get that right. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Uh, this is the one jose anime we get a year so i think out of that i'm just going to watch it as well it's confirmed 20 episodes i have a feeling that this is going to be like either three or 12 minute episodes it's not confirmed but that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting but if there's one thing that i found out from this currently airing season with the masterful cat is always depressed i love slice of life's that involve pets they are so much fun uh, it adds like a different element to size of life when the pet is like the focus and not just like the side character. So to me, will I be watching this? Absolutely. I will be glued in front of the TV as soon as the first episode is airing. Cause this shit looks cute as fuck. Pat. Look at that cute little pouty face. The dog is big. Right. It's adorable. Right. Like that's, that's really cute. Um, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope as well that this is a, short form because otherwise I, I i don't know if i have interest in this if it's not short form especially like 20 episodes that's such a random number maybe they're counting it as like you know 50 like tom and jerry kind of like 15 minutes here 15 minutes there two episodes maybe i, I don't know how there's else a few be. like two year eternity was 20 episodes there's a few shows that do it this way but it, it's, this is random it's, rare. it's very rare and, ve- and very random that they're doing it that way um no studio listed for this. That's interesting. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, that's oh, not a great sign. Oh, it, not it, a good sign. Great signal. When, when I was um looking for PV art for the um, our graphics for our video, there were no anime graphics. It was just the announcement that the mangaka did, did like a special illustration. That was the only like promotional art I could find for the show. So, uh, AI-generated CG anime incoming. Yeah. Uh, it is the director of uh, Spy Fan. Like, the director of this is the Spy Family director and the director of the 1996 Kinshin anime. So, oh, okay, really? well, must watch. Yeah. I'm in. No. Um, 
that's very random that he's the Kenshin director. Uh, well, or yeah, he is of all of the original. Maybe there's a bunch of fights and we just don't know it. Yeah, maybe it's actually a dog fighting anime. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jeez. Vick looking at directed also, by uh, Michael Vick. What? <laughs> whoa! So interesting. What a random, random thing to be working. <laughs> this guy on. has a very interesting career. Yeah, looking at the rest of the shows. To dog single. And like Mana, no, no, well, he's only doing storyboarding on Mononoke, but that's interesting. Like, he, I guess he directed an arc of Mononoke if it was a couple episodes, right? So, um, I don't know, yeah, looks very, like, very vaguely interesting. I don't know, like, dogs are cute, right? I love dogs. I have shirt, shirt with a bunch of dogs on yeah. it. Like, like, who doesn't love dogs? Like, the, at worst, that it's like, a, oh, this show is bad, but like, it's kind of funny to watch, yeah. right? Like, you know, like, it was funny enough. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess that uh, does that wrap up our new IPs, I guess, yes. that we're covering? Yeah, we're going to jump into sequels. So if you haven't seen these shows and you don't want to be spoiled on it, we're going to be talking about sequels. So Sakana! our first one that we're going to be talking about is Spy Family Season 2. Uh, the biggest complaint that I heard about Season 1 is the lack of your. Guess what? You're going to get a shit ton this season. It is my favorite. Uh it's probably my second favorite arc of the manga, um, the cruise ship. So if you are looking for a very fun vacation part of Spy Family, get ready. Especially with a huge emphasis on your and her, like, skill set. Um, really looking forward to this one. Pat, I know you've seen Spy Family. You watch it with your grandmama as well, along with Chicago Fire. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the second scene of Spy Family? Yeah, no, they they love it. My grandma loves Anya. She talks about her still. We, we haven't watched it in a while, and she still like remembers like that psychic, that little psychic girl that goes like this. And I, it's always really fun that she talks about it. So um, I'm so excited for season two. Cannot wait to watch the show. Love it, love it, love it. Probably one of my favorite shows to come out in the last like five years. Probably like seriously, yep, like it's, it's easily one of my favorites. Uh, it's so cute. It's clever. I do agree with those season one complaints. We didn't get enough of your, I really, I don't know if the show does it right. It's great. And that, and that, what I love about Spice family too, though, is that even when you can be a little frustrated by the plot, not moving forward or by a certain character existing, Yuri, uh, you know, <laughs> they, the rest of the show is fun enough that it doesn't bother me enough to make me like, want to drop the score by a lot so i i i'm really excited for this the movie that's coming too i guess might as well mention it now uh, we're getting a non-canon movie as well this season that hopefully we'll get to watch right away because this i don't know this show was massive in the states i think so uh i, I imagine we'll get that pretty quickly as well i think i feel like crunchyroll's gonna grab it i, I feel right. like this, i feel like this is a movie they're gonna grab pretty quick when they can or at least, and they might even do a theatrical release i mean it's like similar to what they did with uh kaguya i feel like yep. uh they did it pretty quickly like within three months mm -hmm. so uh hopefully we'll get to watch both of those i know i just I, I i fucking cosplayed as bond from spy family before as well like i, I just love the show so i cannot wait for season two what about you jay uh yeah i'm you know reasonably excited for this if i'm being honest i didn't get through the first or the second half of season one because it was kind of like pretty boring it in was my opinion felt fillery at points but I trust Pete's opinion on stuff like this, so I will soldier through it, I suppose. Or hell, maybe I'll just go read the manga for the part that I'm bored at. 
and then I'll wait patiently for this to come out and go check it. I feel like I at least have to watch just because I know it's going to be massively popular and I like being part of the discussion for stuff like this. So, yeah, I'll be watching it at the very least. So, yeah. Right on. Sakana! Pat, what sequel are you going to talk about next? Let's uh, let's talk about a sequel that I forgot was happening, if we're being honest. A lot until of people about did. A week, <laughs> until about a week ago. Um, that is Goblin Slayer Season 2, which is not only a sequel to the anime, but then the sequel to the movie, what was it, Goblin's Crown or something? Something King's like Crown. that. Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown, yeah, which was a, a movie that basically was recap for the first half of it and then 45 minutes of a new story or arc uh in the goblin slayer thing where get this he killed goblins i know that's shocking yeah wow right i know um he killed a big goblin too spoiler yeah i know well we were already in spoilers oh yeah we we called out the spoiler at the beginning yeah yeah so safe now for season two I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> I he might kill some goblins. I I and the funny thing is I actually read the manga for this, which is an adaptation of the light novel that's separate. Edit a vine boom in. Yeah. <laughs> I read the manga. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and the manga kind of just stopped publishing after the the movie aired or, or like it got to the point where the movie is and then stopped. So I'm curious to see how they continue this. I'm sure the uh, the priest lady is going to be involved more, uh, like the the priest priest mother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's, she's not the kid's mother or the the little priestess mother at all, but she's like the mother figure for the she's for the mommy. church. I don't know. She's mo- she's mommy, all right. Um, she's going to be more involved just based off the PV. Uh, I don't know. I like the dynamic of the group too, though. Uh, like I don't. I always enjoyed the show. I thought the outrage at the beginning could have just been solved by a, a simple trigger warning which i feel like the show even had at the beginning i feel like i i i, I don't, I don't know why think I it that. did i think it was, just it was heavily like from 2017 censored. yeah that too though it was very heavily censored and like i get it it does it, it i don't know i was able to just like storm past it and be like all right the show isn't meant to be like uh it's meant to be him killing goblins and showing the brutality of the world like i i don't know i just took it that way i guess i'm not the target of the people that would be bothered by it though either right that is right, correct. So I guess I can't. yeah i guess not so this show though i think got a bad rap because of that i should say i i don't think it's really that bad it, it's fine it's not it's not like life-changing but if you want if you go into it wanting some action want, wanting some want to watch some goblins die you know like live out your fucking D fantasy this shows for you, and I, I, I think you, uh, think you should give it a try. I'm excited for it. What about you, Jay? Eh, I didn't really watch the first season. I watched like three episodes of it. And was like, it's alright, I guess, but not really for me. Like, I think if you're interested in like the Dungeons and Dragons, uh, adventure party type anime, then like Free Rain is going to be right there. Yep. Obviously not quite scratching the same itch with the level like people if you want like a Doom Slayer type protag, free run's not gonna scratch that same itch. I get that. But for like what I would like out of Goblin Slayer, I can get it out of other stuff mm-hmm. for me personally. So this is gonna be a pass for me. One thing that I like about Goblin Slayer is it stays true to what it is. 
It is a show where he kills goblins. That's all he does. There's not a whole lot. Um, he probably could have a harem if he wants to, but I think he gets his. I think he kicks boots to uh, the fact of killing goblins is more exciting than getting laid. So props to the Goblin Slayer MC for that. Um, I'll watch. I'll, I'll give it the old college try. I have a feeling that this might be like a because I think this was supposed to come out like six months ago, and it got yeah. delayed. I really hope this isn't Shield Hero season two esque. But we'll wait and see. I'll give it three episodes. I really did not like the movie. And season one got me enough goblin slaying where I don't know if I need more. So I'll give it three episodes and we'll see. We'll go from there. I got to give it credit too. the show does the thing that you hate where it's like, oh, but these are little baby goblins or these goblins are just trying to live. But then it it does that. But then it just goes or the the main character goblin slayer just goes i don't care yeah kills them immediately which i think is like a, a good subversion even though you probably should have seen it coming but like i don't know the fact that they try to do that whole like oh well you know if you were the prey how would you or the predator how would you feel it's like i would still feel like the top dog like i yeah. would still watch I read this right like yeah yeah exactly so i, I thought that that's uh that's a fun aspect of it uh it, it it'll be a good popcorn show i'm yeah. not expecting anything profound from it for sure Sakana! Jay, what what show what sequel are you gonna talk about next? I'm talking about something a bit more recent than the other two. I'm talking about uh the second season of Dead Mountain Deathplay. Um I Pete, I know you read the manga. Yeah, I, I read like three volumes of the manga. Yeah. I don't know if you were on the anime like that, but we did get to like Phantom Solitaire in the anime, and that was awesome. So we'll be seeing more of him. That's cool, um, Gentle Criminal, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like yes. ge- if Gentle Criminal was an actual villain <laughs> or antagonist. I'm really interested to see where this goes. I I haven't read up to the part of of where this would be in the manga. Um, the PV art was pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of new characters on the poster that I don't recognize at all. It seems like they're going to be integrating his fantasy world a bit more into it with maybe some more characters reverse isekaiing and i'm always here for that honestly i love seeing reverse isekai stuff where it's like these fantasy characters have to like you know get used to living in the our world or like they're wreaking havoc in our world like that was my favorite part of uh devil was a part-timer is that first season is just so heavy on the reverse isekai vibes and then the second season, it's like, it feels like they're basically more or less used to it and adapted. And it just doesn't hit quite the same because they're just regular dudes. But not to go on a tangent about another sequel. Uh, this one, I'll definitely be peeping this as well. I like the creator of this, uh, Narita. I like all of his stuff. You know, Dead Mount Deathplay, or obviously, Bacano, Dorara, uh, Fate, Strange Fate. All that's real good. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be peeping this for sure. What about you? Yeah, so season one came out during what I think is maybe the best season of anime ever. Um, And so it kind of got thrown to the side because I was watching something like 27 shows and something had to go. And since I already kind of read Dead Mount Deathplay and I knew what to expect, I didn't really continue with the anime. It's a show where it's not... I think it's solid. I think it does some things better than other, like, I don't, I don't want to say like power fantasy, but 
a little aspect it does it a little bit um it's a pretty fun show the cast is really fun as well um i don't think i'll be picking up season two but that's not because the show is bad i just i I got too much on my plate right now that's fair i'm assuming pat's already watched and read all of it yeah yeah no i i already know what's gonna happen (laughs) i can't i can't i'm i don't know i i don't remember this first the first season of this airing and it's fair honestly kind of it was pretty quiet yeah i like the name corpse god d corpse god that's my boy (laughs) d k orps god that's a cool name uh studio geek toys did this which is the studio for liar liar and oh so this is interesting this is the yeah the the yeah, same the show one. that we talked about earlier. Yeah, so God, fuck. Okay. Um yeah. I well hopefully hopefully the, the two of these shows bring this studio's average rating up. Um I don't know. Uh I, I have almost nothing to say. I'm sorry, I know nothing about this show. No, it's okay. All. I figured I didn't think people like either of you would have very much to say about this, if I'm being honest. Like <laughs> yeah. Get cool TV art. Though. He's got the he's got the eye, you know, the red eye, like glowing red eye thing, like the what do you call it, Chinibio thing going going on. I assume yeah. he's not a Chinibio. No, he's like a real, <laughs> very very powerful. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, no, he's not Chinibio. He's real. <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap up our sequels. Before we head out, we're gonna go over some of the shows that we didn't be able to talk about in length and just like what we're watching. Um, a few that I wanted to call out unironically so jacked for the second season of hypnosis mike rap battle uh if you haven't watched the first season it's a story about the world being ran by women uh violence is not allowed unless it's through rap battles uh doing great verses physically harms the other person um the show is wacky and wild and makes no fucking sense and i absolutely love it i can't wait for the second season because from what i saw from the pv it's like a war arc so I'm really intrigued to see how they do a war arc with rap battle. So uh, if you like crazy wild shit, check that out. Uh, the next one is called The Four Brothers of the Yuzuki Household. Uh, it's a story about um, four brothers growing up in like a house. I think their mom and dad both die. And the ranges of the brothers are from like salary man to like elementary school. And it's like, so it's like elementary, middle, high school, and then salary man all living under one roof. Um, I'm a big fan of like family slice of life style shows and I've heard really good things about this. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, eat the pig liver, um, a story about a guy who eats so much pig liver. He, I don't know if he dies or gets transported into a pig or something like that. He dies um, because he doesn't heat it up. Okay. That's that why makes, it's called heat the pig liver. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense now that you explained that. Um, yeah, the main character is a pig. Uh, and the other main character is a cute girl who wants to eat the pig, but then they do like comedy shit together. I don't know. It looks she can so... read his mind. Yeah, she can read minds, and the t- the the tags are comedy fantasy, so that looks fun. And then the last one I want to talk about is uh, Shangri La Frontier. This is a isekai. I know people love love this manga. Like, um, this is like. One of the most talked about isekai mangas I know of, and that's actually good. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the main character has the head of a bird, so get ready to hear the words beak 
fiction a lot because um yeah gonna be it's gonna be the best main character bird next season wink wink if you know what i'm talking about so that joke was foul uh but yeah honestly uh just as an overall this season looks insane i'm watching something like 25 shows and i really only think like three or four of them look actually bad um but yeah i'm really really excited for this pat what else are you watching next season uh yeah so uh i guess off of sequels and kind of movies which i guess are cheating because they're probably not gonna come out for us in this season uh i was just trashing it but uh my next life is a villainous the the atome game one finally i hope the movie just like closes out the story and we get some oh it's still going baby i know i know <laughs> but i i hope it closes it out so i can just like be done watching it i'm 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 hooked though you know uh Bunny Girl Senpai has the second of the, the two IPs coming out as well next season, even though we still haven't gotten the first one that already aired. I'm kind of annoyed about that, but hey, you know, West, West is going to West, I guess. Dr. Stone, uh, New World Part 2 is also airing. That'll be nice to watch. I can't wait to binge it all together, probably. I, I don't know. That's my preferred way of watching Dr. Stone, I've learned. So excited for this to come out so that I can finally do that. Uh, and then... Unironically, I am kind of interested in Rising the Shield Hero season three uh, because wow. I just wanted I like not in like a, I like it, but in like a, I've already watched so much of it, like sunk cost fallacy kind of bullshit kind of way. And also, we got to remember that this was planned before how poorly season like season two and three got Ooh. announced together at the same time. So like. They're I want to see, are they really committed to this and like continuing the IP long term or is are they going to just phone it in on this and be like, well, we already like announced it, so we got to do it or whatever. Um, I, I'm just curious. I know. And I, I still have a soft spot for Raftalia. Um, her voice actress is like my and a bunch of other characters that I like. So. Uh, so, yeah, I and then non seasonals, I've got a, a few that I like keeping an eye on, at least, you know, uh, the, the the 100 girlfriends who really 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 love you seems like it could be it, there's no way it takes itself seriously and i think that'll make it funny and if it does take itself seriously then it's gonna suck but uh yeah it so i'll be watching it it, 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 it's a parody i wrote yeah. part, part of the manga and it's very fun yeah so. oh there you go and it's a sign in too so that's a good sign i don't know like again they're high schoolers but it should be pretty funny um I'm sure the clips of the show will probably be better than watching the actual show, but who knows? Uh, even the title is just very like stupid and fun. So I like that. Uh, this 16 bit uh, sensation and other layers seems to be another uh, it's like it's a college aged romance uh, about the There's no culture romance. in the workplace. No, nope. no romance. Nope, it's a slice of life comedy. That's it. Oh, OK, I thought it was a romance, but I guess not. Um, but it. I, there you go. It's a it's an adult workplace. It's like Wotakoi without the romance, I guess it seems like. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm joking about this one because I, I, I am so frustrated by it. But the family circumstances of the mismatched witches, like, I don't know, the whole the whole bit is that I, uh, I have a yeah. witch fetish or whatever. But like, why? Why is the adult looking witch the child and the She's child adopted. looking witch? The adult oh wow that yeah cool you know like i i think I that's know, it's fun just, <laughs> it, it's a fetish show and it's gonna probably suck but maybe some yeah, of your will be fetish. Funny from it. <laughs> don't don't you do that to me no it's not my fetish at all um 
at least not all of it. I don't know, which is cool. Cool show. We'll see what happens with that. And then lastly, there's a one romancy kind of show. It looks like uh, called Our Dating Story, The Inexper- uh, the Experienced You and The Inexperienced Me. Uh, I was a little scared that it might be etchy and like annoying because they're high schoolers. And it seems like a show that could have been done with them just being college age kids, you know, because God forbid they do something like that. But uh, I don't know. The, the PV art caught my eye. And so did the synopsis. And Pete says that there's no etchy in it or not that it's not etchy. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, other than that, that's all I've got. What about you, Jay? Uh, so for me, pretty quickly, uh, Tokyo Avengers, um, t- the Chinjuku arc, I'll be watching that. Um, Sunk cost fallacy a bit in here for me. I read all the manga and this arc is still pretty good. But people will be starting to notice the cracks by now, I think. So we'll see how that goes. I think the last arc was probably the best one. Um, also got The Eminence in Shadow Season 2. I'll be checking this out just to see if they give me my wolf girl that uh, they show yeah. beating up bullies in the original OP. And if they don't, it's trash in a 1 out of 10 for me. Maybe <laughs> even a 0 out of 10. Give me the fucking wolf girl already, you pieces of actual shit. This shit has been annoying me. Uh, MF Ghost. This... You know, I was excited for this for a while, but looking at the preview art for it, it does not look that great. So may- hopefully it's good. It looks old, uh, but... Yeah. Uh, Shy, new superhero anime coming out. I've had the first volume of Shy in my backpack for a literal year and have not opened it at all. Uh, it's just been getting dirty in there. That's all it's been doing. Um, Under Ninja seems cool. It's about like a neat N-E-E-T ninja in the modern world who finally gets a mission after a long time so that might has a chance to be pretty funny in my opinion and then uh like the last two things are just kind of like nostalgia it's for me pokemon paul day and wins uh wit studio doing pokemon stuff we've got a preview for that it looks excellent i'll be watching the four short episodes of that and then uh digimon adventure 02 the beginning this just looks excellent uh all the digimon movies that have been coming out recently are like top tier quality in my opinion so if and when we get this in the u.s like like pat said this is kind of cheating because we definitely won't get this this season but if we do i will be going to watch this in theaters it's going to be awesome so that's about it for me awesome uh there's one show I, I forgot to mention one show that i will not be watching is a girl and her guard dog oh i was just about to min- i was going to mention that actually you you mentioned said there's only one uh show joe slash jose you forgot that one uh well there's one jose the the four brothers one is a shoujo as well so uh that show looks like pure trash and based off that like that uh one panel that gets around to me is like the same thing as like the rent a girlfriend boner panel where it's just like what who thought that they were cooking with this panel like did you really you think that, this that is panel it? i don't know what you're talking oh about yeah i'll send it to you after this yeah, but um it's terrible it's it's so bad it's hilarious um but yeah that is one show i will not be watching uh but yeah i think that wraps up today's episode oh go I'm for sorry. it uh, I thought I thought someone else was going to mention it. Uh, the Komodo Whiskey Family, another movie that's airing that I think we kind of, again, I guess it's cheating. That'll be an anime it. club like two years from now. Can't yeah, exactly. Wait. We can't wait. All right. Like, but it's Studio PA Works, which is one of my favorite studios. Um, I know I, I always love what they put out. So uh, and it's about whiskey, 
which yep. I love Japanese whiskey too. Uh, so uh, it would be cool to maybe they'll show us how they build it, not build it, they make it. Um, build it. Build, yeah. How, <laughs> how do you build whiskey, you know? Um, well, let me tell you. Can we build it? Yes, we yeah, can. can. There we go. All right. But yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. All right. Uh, that concludes our episode. Once again, if you're interested in our Friarin watch party on the 26th of September, sorry, 29th of September at 7 p.m. Central, we will all be watching the first episode of that. We did the One Piece watch long. That was super fun. So I'm a big fan of these watch parties, especially when they're 90-ish minutes long. So looking forward to that. But if you have made it this far and you want to support us, best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on. Next week, we have Watch Club. We are watching The Wandering Witch of Elena. Uh, Pat can't wait to talk about his witch fetish again. Um, otherwise, in two weeks, I don't think it's enough time to do the spring review, so we might do something silly and fun and look forward to the spring review down a little bit of the road. So thank you again, and we will see you next time. Peace.